0: personal testimonies, and uplifting messages that remind us of the unchanging love and grace available to all. And remember this, you matter to Christ.
1: Hey everybody, Chad Burmeister. I'm your host of the Living a Better Story podcast, and I've got a special guest with me today, Peggy O'Flaherty. And I believe I said that right, Peggy. And she is a five-time serial entrepreneur, mother of five. So maybe four-time serial entrepreneur and mother of five. There we go. Let's get our numbers straight. Irregardless, Peggy, welcome to the show.
2: Oh, it's so, I'm so excited to be here. It's like a highlight of my Friday.
1: Oh man, me too. I tell you what, there's so many cool people that I talked to. And right before we started to hit the record button today, I found out you also built an app. So- Why don't we start there? Because that's pretty interesting. Tell me about the app, and then we'll go into the normal questions.
2: Oh, my goodness. Um, The app that I created was um, kind of inspired out of the University of Notre Dame to help churches. It it wasn't necessarily Catholic churches, but just churches with the idea of engaging the community for people that were not necessarily coming on a Sunday. Um, They know that, uh, you know, 30% and sometimes up to 70% of their registered parishioners do not show up each week, and they wanted an opportunity to engage with them in new ways from communication, service, spiritual growth, as well as donating, Um, and maybe not necessarily just just donating to the church but donating to good causes like a food pantry or a homeless shelter and so we created a platform to take that community and engage parishes in a new way and I sold that company in 2017.
1: Wow that's really neat. Um, so you probably have more experience working with churches and pastors than I do. What I've found is a lot of times they're managing their flock, right And they don't want to let anything in from the outside that could potentially impact their flock. And so they're very cautious. Uh, so it's interesting that you were able to bring this idea in. you must have had a close re- working relationship with someone that that's you know had the need and you were able to help them solve it, right? It wasn't just a random idea that you brought to them probably.
2: Yeah, I had a partner. His name was God, and he actually opened the door <laughs> with like a lot of an, and in general, a lot of uh, yeah. He opened up a lot of doors for us. And um, what I would say is that I think uh, churches are also very hungry to feed their flock in new ways and Mm. engage people that don't show up. And so Mm. quite honestly, it was one of the easier sales that I've ever done because um, they were ripe and hungry for technology to further reach people. And quite honestly, COVID was a perfect time as well uh, for them when people couldn't come in the door that they could still open up a communication pathway beyond like a bulletin or a website um, to reach their flock and, and continue to nurture them
1: amazing i had a partner his name was god that is the quote of the day and uh, i'm sure there'll be a few more so before we go too deep i like to rewind the tape for our listeners and get to know you and the best way i've found to do that is to go back to when you're a child because we don't have the filters of the world on yet and so a lot of times what our passion really is in life can be shown brightly when we're five six seven years old What were you passionate about when you were young and what are some of the memories you can share with us?
2: Well, I'm the baby of 10 children and I will be honest with you. I think I've been a bit of an entrepreneur my entire life. And so what I was probably passionate about was being in communion with other people. And so the biggest joke in my family was I was like six years old and I went to my parents and said, you know, I really want to go to that 7-Eleven and buy some candy. And they said, well, go figure that out figure out how you're gonna get that money. So I took my wagon and I went around the entire house and I asked everybody what kind of little trinket would they like to get rid of? And so everybody in the family threw something in the wagon and I went door to door in our neighborhood and, and I offered for people in the neighborhood to buy things out of my wagon so that I could go buy some candy. And um, very quickly then I realized the power of um, the initiative I could take to get what I wanted. So then I started these little circuses and performances where I would get all the children in the neighborhood to put on like a a show. And then I would market it to the, like I honestly would go like down the strip mall to the 7-Eleven, to the Kentucky Fried Chicken, to the dry cleaners. We would put on the show in exchange for gifts (laughs) like chicken wings or french fries and they're like and all the kids in the neighborhood thought i was like this is so fun peggy all we had to do was like do a little tap dance and we got a slurpee anyways so
1: So you said four i think the number's actually more uh companies you just didn't call it a company then you didn't know what to call it
2: (laughs) it was it was quite comical because my whole family said you know how many times they had to sit through my performances now i have no creative ability but i was a good producer (laughs) um so that's Amazing. that's really, um, you know, and at that time it was like, yeah, I had, I wanted to buy candy, but I also liked the idea of serving the people in my town.
1: Yeah. Wow. That's very cool. So thinking about that experience and now the companies that you've built and in some cases sold, how does that tie into what you've been able to do in your career?
2: Well, in my current, you know, opportunity, it's really about—and really, the last 11 years, it's always been about empowering women and helping women. With my quote has always been, "I'd love to put a little bit more money in mom's pocket so she can spend more time at the dinner table." Um, I had the opportunity to stay home for 18 years, and I always had little side gigs so that i could lift the burden off my husband's shoulders um, for holiday spending or vacations or private education or club sports Um, so whenever i felt like i could contribute to the bottom line i felt like i was um, an, an extra value to the family and i knew that other women had that same desire to keep being home with their children first but brilliant women who could find new ways to generate revenue for their family. So helping other women become entrepreneurs and content creators was my passion. And that's really what I've done with my current company.
1: That's amazing. I talked to someone recently that's doing influencer marketing. And he talked about how some people who just, hey, I'm passionate about, like the CFO that I work with, gluten intolerance. And so she's done it for six or seven years. And she said, hey, now I'm a massive influencer and she was on a webinar the other day with 50 CEOs. And they're like, you mean like you're a real influencer? She's like, yeah, yeah, no. Like what I say people buy instantly. (laughs) It's like interesting. So, well, that's, that's really fun. I love to hear that. Um, So it's not always amazing, right? We always go through some kind of challenge in our life that just feels like a gut punch along the way. And when you look back at it, sometimes you say, oh, that was Sucked at the time, but it helped make me who I am. Um, for our listeners, if they're you know something you're comfortable sharing, right? What what's one of those times in life that was tough at the time, but now looking back, it's it's something that just had to happen and made you who you are. And how would you get through the time?
2: Mm. Well, um, I, I'm like probably many of your um, people that you interview. There's lots of stories we could all talk about. I think the one that has probably been my biggest driver was um, I quite honestly was not a very good student, and you know we're typically evaluated by A B C's or D's, you know whatever grade we're getting on our report card. And I remember at one point um, I took I think it was like a college entrance exam, and the counselor said to me, he said, "You honestly scored lower than a monkey," <laughs> and I'm like, oh "My." And he's like, I don't think you're going to get into any college at all. And I'm like, wow, okay, okay. So he's like, I think your best bet is just to go to a community college, and 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 maybe that will be it for you. I'm like, okay, okay. Um, I think by the time I was 20, I was already making over
1: $100,000. Wow.
2: And... Um, And I learned a lot from that. I mean, I learned a lot from that. And I think that um, even today at 52, I'm really comfortable saying to my business partners, I'm not good at everything, but the things that I'm really good at, I'm really good at. And so I'm not gonna try to, to fill every bucket and be an A student in everything. Let me just be really good at what I'm really good at, and let's find other people to bring in their strengths and contribute to the organization in the way that they can best contribute, and let me contribute in the way I can best. So my leadership, I think, my relationships, my clients, my employees, my teams, my partners, my brands, everything has been focused on, let's just focus on what people are really good at, and let's celebrate that and build that
1: up. Right, so yeah, that's really powerful. I, it's okay to be uh, less than a fifth grader or lower than a monkey uh, in some areas, but be very, you know, be off the charts in others and figuring out your your individual fingerprint of what God made you to be. Once you hit that lane and, and figure it out and start shedding some of those other things that aren't important, man, life becomes easy and frictionless at that point.
2: Well, absolutely. And, you know, I went back and I got certified probably in my forties about a program called Um, your spiritual gifts. And it has everything to do with the gifts for which God put onto your heart and into your life. And those gifts are not for you or I, Chad, those gifts are for the world. Mm. And so when we start living into our gifts, he makes everything a lot easier because, Mm. I mean, I cannot tell you how many times like I've closed a $300,000 deal. And I'm like, I do not know how that happened (laughs) because I'm not that smart, but But God like put somebody in my life. And I, I, I genuinely wanted to serve them and help their business grow. And then the contract was signed and I was able to serve them and we both grew. Right. Yeah. But it's not because I went out and tried to like, you know, showcase, you know, all my like goodness, you know, it's like, I let like God just put people in my life and, and worked hard to serve them in a way that would um, elevate their life and their business and their clients and their, and their customers, et cetera. But I, I think that idea that um you know, the world sometimes judges people on 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 A's, B's, C's, or D's, and and that that's really very a limited view. It's kind of like God views the world a much bigger and a different way, and we just have to be open to that. And so, I've tried to impart that on my children and on my team.
1: That's excellent. Um, I, before I move on to the next question, I want to I want to go back because you talked about empowering women, and one of the things that maybe I could play a role here is. You know, I'm an equal opportunity interviewer. And and so we don't say male-female when we're building a list. We we lurk for Christian people, we look for people that have interesting backgrounds, and it it's it's in LinkedIn. And yet about 75%, maybe even 80% of people on this show are men. And so there seems to me to be something that your personality says, Yeah, of course, sign me up and there's other people's personality, maybe they're one standard deviation in a level that says, yeah, I'm just not comfortable putting myself out there on a podcast, telling my story. Um, How do we get more women to raise their hand and say, yeah, bring me on? Like, how? What did it take for you to get over the hurdle of putting yourself out there? And what would you recommend to someone else who's just on the fence of thinking about being on a podcast like this?
2: Again, Chad, like, there is no coincidence that we're talking today. So an hour ago, I was introduced to a woman that we had a conversation and she's starting a company right now about helping women who have a disorder that they basically um, were born with no ability to um, um, have children and she she didn't realize it till she was 16 years old she realized that there's a percentage of women around the country that struggle with this and then she's trying to now coach women and families on how to um live in a world that you do not have these organs and, and it's really painful. And she's like, Peggy, how do I tell my story? And I said, well, it's really easy. I said, you just need to one, accept the fact that God gave you this gift for a reason. And now how are you going to go out and help other people with it? And the one thing you want to do is you need to be on podcast. You need to start talking to people. So yeah, no coincidence we've got a guest, right? It's no coincidence. But I, I think the thing is that, um, what I have found with women is typically, like even another example of that is, I've had the opportunity to speak to a lot of uh, women about how do you how do you raise money? You know, how do you get investors? And a lot of women are not, VCs are not always inclined to just invest in women's companies um, until they have a great man standing behind them. And, um, and so that in itself has been another area that I've tried to help women. How do, you, how do you raise money? How do you go raise $2 million? Well, you have to, it starts with relationships. Who are you talking to? Like, are you putting yourself in the circle of talking to other people who will be willing to open those doors for you? And I've tried to be the type of woman that always reaches my hand out to help another woman um, and open a door for her in the area that she needs it. Fundraising, podcast, clients, relationships, et cetera. And so I think I've had the opportunity of now being involved in huge communities of women that are doing this for each other. Mm. So honestly, Chad, I have several large organizations, like I'm talking hundred thousands of women that I would love to be able to continue to uh, share your platform.
1: Amazing. Well, two things that come to mind, Kevin O'Leary, Mr. Wonderful on Shark Tank. He's not a bad person. He just makes himself out to be like Simon Cowell when you watch him on the show. I met him live and he he talked in front of a room in New York City about three or four years ago. And he said, guess what? I'm going to let you in on a little secret. Most of my successful companies are run by women entrepreneurs, Uh, you know, and I think especially in today's world, empathy and the ability to have conversations at a deeper level are more important than ever. As AI comes in and it causes people to be, you know, you could be more computer, rely on the computer and the machine, the more empathy you can have, the better. And guess what? My wife's way more empathetic than I am. I have to work at it. So I think there's a definitely a, a shift coming in the in the world these days.
2: Well, and you're right. And I actually read an article that he wrote about that same topic. And I shared it with my VC who, you know, invested in me twice now. And I thanked my VC for doing that. Um, but thought, how else can we do that for other women? Because it's a combination of women or men, you know, I mean, the blend between IQ yeah. and EQ is is really you have to have
1: both kind of thing that's for sure well so two things that i would offer for women in your groups one is uh my day job is a company called scalex.ai so we do outbound prospecting at scale using ai linkedin outreach email voicemail drops and the most cool thing that we have helps people raise capital the way we do it is we go identify, hey, these are the 300 top either VC or PE people in America. And instead of just reaching out saying, hey, we've got the next coolest thing, we identify people in their network who know those PE people, and then we email the influencer to ask for the introduction rather than go and direct. We'll get 65 meetings per 500 people using that approach, which is way, way higher than a cold call. Cold calls stink. Warm introductions are amazing. Asking for someone to introduce you to Mr. Wonderful is better than picking up the phone because he won't take your call. Um, yeah. So so yeah. that might be something. We just helped the company raise. They're raising a $4 million round, seed round. They had friends and family for $2.4 million, And we helped them find their lead. They were like, we got all these people who want to invest fifty thousand and a hundred, but we couldn't find a lead. And both these guys were just ear to ear grins going, This tool helped us do that. So
2: that's awesome. Well, there. and I would love that, you know, that would be a tool we should talk about because primarily what I do today is I bring together brands and women. To tell brand stories. And so I do influencer marketing. But my focus is not necessarily the macro influencer, but it's really the everyday woman who has influence in her community. And she wants to tell the story of amazing brands. And so, you know, if there's things that we can do together to find more brands that are looking for their stories to be told, I've got 60,000 women that can do that
1: wow yeah warm introductions and linkedin outreach so for sure all right we're we're running on time i want to make sure we keep you on point and me on point um fast forward the tape 3 years from today you're back on the show and i say peggy how's the last 3 years been for you like what would you say what what transpired over those 3 years
2: mm. well i'm at this point in my life Um, I'm, I'm, you know, checking off some of my bucket list items. So I know that I will be able to tell you about the story of me being in Africa and serving on a mission trip that I've had my heart set on for quite a while and bringing solar lights to some of the poorest areas of the world, specifically around the idea of replacing kerosene. Um, children that are being burned and so I can't wait to tell you about that Um, as well as the fact of you know helping my children my five children live into their greatest potential by doing the jobs that they were really um, that was placed upon their heart and and watching their success I mean I I love the idea of I can hopefully also um, grow some young entrepreneurs. Um,
1: Wow I mean There's two things that just about made me tear up right now. One is God's been telling me about Africa for the last six months. And it's obvious. So one of our companies we're sponsoring is called foodfororphans.org. He's fed 9 million kids around the world. Another is Daraja Academy. They're 240 teenage girls in Kenya. And both of those, I'm going to like the founder of Food for Orphans said, let's go on a mission trip. I'll show you how we feed the hungry. And then the Kenyan one, we wanna go see that. And and then when you talked about the the burn thing, my son went through a pretty terrible thing in February, but God got him through it, right? He was cooking in his apartment at Colorado School of Mines, engineering school, and he puts the panko in the pan and it caught fire. And that's okay until you put the water on top, poof. Total explosion in his face and hands. So second, third degree burns, face, hands. February seventeenth, and it went from it went from bad to worse. Right that day, you see him, you're like, okay, you're still here. This is amazing. And then it just got worse every day, and so we prayed and prayed and prayed, and uh, and he was healed. Like the the level of things they can do these days called resell, where they mix it all up. And I'm I got to tell you, I, I try to explain it as resell doing it. What you said at the beginning of this call, I've got God on my team. There's no other way to describe it besides that. And that's what happened. And so that's why we built the app. And that went live today because of Brendan and and what we were able to see through him. I'm like, we got to do this for the rest of the world and show people that he's there. All you got to do is ask. So. Yes. That's amazing. I think we should figure out the mission trip together when you're ready to do that because my wife's interested in going and Gary, the founder, and we go, you know, I want to take a couple side trips to go see it all and, you know, let's impact the world. We're on the back half, but we're on the back nine of life. It's time to go do that.
2: I agree. I agree, Chad. It's so nice to meet you. I'm so grateful that you found me through our mutual friend and, um, that I'm here to serve your community too and I think some good things will come from this
1: amazing well let's definitely stay in touch and um yeah let's let's just remember we need to get more estrogen on the living a better story show so now that baton has been passed and I'm sure you can help us do that
2: (laughs) absolutely
1: all right everybody thanks for joining another living better story podcast Peggy O'Flaherty and she is reachable at what's your website Peggy
2: um, joinmavely.com or even Mavely M-A-V-E-L-Y
1: Join that. Mavely join M-A-V-E-L-Y dot we'll put it in the show notes thank you everybody for joining and Peggy we'll catch you next time enjoy the rest of your summer thank you
0: thank you for joining us on the You Matter to Christ podcast we hope this journey has reminded you of the incredible truth that your life holds immense value and significance to Christ. As you go about your day, may you carry the assurance that no matter what you face, you are deeply cherished and loved. Remember, you matter to Christ. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe and share it with others who may benefit from this message. Stay tuned for more transformative episodes where we continue to explore the depth of God's love and grace. Until next time, remember that you are not alone. Christ's love is with you, guiding and strengthening you every step of the way. May your life be filled with hope, purpose, and the knowledge that you matter to Christ.